0: One
1: by one is what we do at this time each week. It's our weekly exploration of a change in Korean culture, moving away from groups, clans, corporations, companies into a more solitary and singular path. This week, we've got a Korean-American freelancer who's been here for, I guess, about six years now, and it has been a real voyage of discovery for him. His name an unusual name, is Mime. Mime, welcome to the studio. Thank you, Kurt. It's good to be here. Tell me about that name. It's, it's not a name I've heard before. I guess it's Maim, is that right?
0: Yes. My parents were Christian, and so they, they gave me this name, Mime, which is actually the Hebrew word for water. And my mother got it from the context of Jesus being the living water. Come to me, ye who are thirsty. And so that was the name I was given. So my name means water. And Kim, of course, is gold. Kim so main. I like to think of my name as Goldwater. Gold,
1: okay, Goldwater. Um, now you're Korean American, Kyopo. Uh, yes, you are. Uh, your mother and your father are both Korean Koreans, born and raised in Korea. Yes, that's correct. And uh, they, your father moved around because he was in construction. You ended up in various states uh, most of your life. I think you said you were raised in Rhode Island, right? Yes. What made you want to come back? Why not stay in the U.S.?
0: Well, I went to school for two years in Massachusetts. And uh, I wanted to be a pastor actually. Okay. So I went to a private Christian liberal arts school and I went through a faith crisis, long story short, the dark night of the soul. And I didn't know what I was doing with my life. And I came to my older brother, my oldest brother. And I said, bro, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Can you help me? Give me some guidance. And he said, come to me. I will take you under my wing, little brother. And then the original plan was to move out to California because that's where he lived. Uhhuh. And then we took a ten day vacation to Korea, and then we decided to just move to Korea instead. Both that of you was like moved six out. years. Ago. Yeah, so he brought me to Korea. Basically, I wouldn't be here if not for my oldest brother.
1: So prior to coming out with your brother to Korea, how
0: immersed in your Koreanness were you? I presume it was a Korean speaking house. It was, but uh, my parents did not. Um, they tried, but I ended up not growing up speaking it. So like, I would speak to them in English or like. The like the broken English, I mm-hmm. would talk, I would communicate back to them and uh, maybe just a couple of Korean words here and there, but they never developed their English ability to, to like proficiency. They always spoke in a very, very broken English accent. So, <laughs> so this is to say like, like they couldn't, they couldn't speak. So that's part of what motivated me to move back to Korea was to learn Korean so I could connect with my parents.
1: Uh-huh. Your passive listening Korean must be superb though, because that's all you listen to from your parents. Mostly. It
0: helps my pronunciation, okay. so my pronunciation is pretty good. And I mean, was it just a language
1: learning thing? What was the pull of Korea? Was it merely was it was it a change of scenario? Uh, what was it about Korea that you thought might resolve that? Just regrounding and rerooting.
0: Yeah, just uh, the the perennial search for the self, the coming of age story okay. that I that I wanted for myself, and and also like my life was pretty dysfunctional. I did come from a dysfunctional family, and I came to find myself to. I saw it as like a new start. So for me, it was kind of like a rebirth out of Christianity, out of like this traditional faith, which in some ways I still have a lot of respect and admiration for, but to come out of my shell to what I saw the world as into something that was completely different. And I thought coming to Korea, to Asia, to the land that I was born, which I had no like a tangible sense of connection with for most of my life, I wanted to kind of discover that or rediscover that. To find myself, to make myself a better human being, to see how far my life could go. Wow, well,
1: that's quite a vision quest. It's it's fascinating for me to hear that you know uh, the the son of extremely Christian parents exits uh, a a track on which you might have been a pastor and comes to Korea to redefine your life, hyper Christian Korea. Um, so, it's in in what elements did you sort of uh, find your? Your solitary path or
0: your you know rediscover your roots, just I think the freelance lifestyle from the beginning because I started tutoring uh, English private lessons right away, um, well, not right away, but I met some people here and I met some people who wanted to learn English, so I thought, okay, I can start doing that, and over the years, I would go out um and I met people and i I drank and I had all these different experiences that i wouldn't have I couldn't have imagined myself doing like several years prior, okay. I was just a good little Christian boy, and uh, I didn't want to cause any trouble. Yeah, and uh, I was pretty shy and introverted, so I wanted to break out of that in a lot of ways. And part of that was just meeting strangers at like bars or clubs or cafes, going to language exchanges, different meetups. Sometimes you have class. to force
1: yourself, don't you? Exactly. I mean, it's
0: it's terrifying. Oh yeah, it's pretty. It can be pretty anxious. Yeah. It, it can be a great challenge, actually. But what pushed me through it was the knowledge that I had that. One, what's the worst that can happen? Right. And I imagine like what's the worst? This person's going to be like, "Go away from me," or uh-uh. you know, or they, they just start. That's assault. generally not going to happen start assaulting here. me, right? Just right. like the worst thing I, I could possibly imagine. I'm just, I just realized that's ridiculous. That would never happen. And then two, most of the times, whenever I went up and made the effort, even if it was like not the best effort, I never regretted it. And what else? Another thing that also helped me get out of my shell was going to open mics. Playing guitar and singing open mics. Oh, you play guitar, bombing on stage. Yes, doing comedy, spoken word. It yeah. was a lot of fun. Wow. And so that putting myself on stage in front of lots of people, meeting lots of other like artists, comedians, and whatever, helped me um, kind of establish myself in the local expat community. And I had a lot of fun. And so what I want to say is like me, me taking the action, me executing was well worth it. And all the all the anxiety, all the little fears I had of like oh like wait, if I go up to them and yeah. It pops that. like a balloon. Mm-hmm. I mean, the
1: minute you you jump in, it's like jumping into the pool, isn't it? Yes. Um, I've been wanting to ask, you know, is a Kyopo coming to Korea, are there advantages? There's got to be two sides to it, right? You've got to uh, be criticized a little bit because you look Korean and don't necessarily sound Korean,
0: right? Yes, especially when I first came here and I, I couldn't speak Korean at all. Then it was like, who is this guy? He looks like one of us, but he can't speak our language, that kind of thing. For me, though, I would say there are immense, immense benefits to, I say, being kyopo. Like the status is the status is real, and so, for example, in terms of uh, personal relationships or for work, like having a hagwon teacher, it's actually, for for some some people that I know would argue that it's not an advantage, but I I say overall it's a huge advantage because. One, if being of Korean blood and having the Korean parents makes you a lot more approachable to the average mom and kid who wants to send their child to the hagwon and to the other instructors. And then if you speak the language, then you can be like this kind of great player in both you know, the Korean world yes. and um, the expat community. And so you can you know, go in and out of both. Right. And, so like you're, you've, and you can find for yourself, if you're smart, if you've got brain, then you can pick the best parts of both worlds, the expat, Western world, or wherever you grew up in, as well as Korean culture and the Korean people and the Korean connections that you meet, and you can kind of pull these things together and you can go in and out of these dimensions these cultural yeah. dimensions it's pretty cool man you've got a passport, yeah, and you can instantly
1: i mean I've seen the 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 critiques it's, it can get a little harsh on Kyopos when they uh, their Korean and their Korean knowledge is not up to scratch I think they have they're held to a higher standard here in Korea uh, because they're one of the tribe right but you know y- you have got that pretty much sussed out so you you get the best of both worlds
0: yes i mean there's still like say a lot of korean history i don't know or like a more advanced vocabulary that i'm not familiar with so i can only go so far in uh, say a conversation with like the average korean person that i meet but having said that i also understand the critiques that people have of kyopos and i'm very aware of them which is why actually in a lot of ways i don't like to associate so much with other kyopos Some people like me, maybe we grew up from the East Coast or or like the Midwest and there weren't a lot of Koreans. And then we meet people from, say, New York, New York Kyopos or L.A. Kyopos, Mm -hmm. especially L.A. Kyopos. I don't like to be associated with them, even though we do share a lot of things in common, like, say, a love of hip hop. Okay. Um, Like, I didn't grow up in that. And actually, I sort of resent, say, uh, Kyopos who grew up in a community because I didn't have that. So actually, it's out of envy that, in a way that I don't like to associate with them i kind of resent them even yeah. though that's not their fault they didn't have to experience the loneliness that i went through being the only asian kid at all in whatever like uh, north carolinian suburb or kansas or rhode island me being one of the few asians yeah i didn't have that so i had to kind of grow and and figure out the world was and it was a very confusing time of like identity crisis and all this stuff whereas they didn't have that they had their community of other um
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: other koreans who looked like them and so they could have their own a culture in their own cliques and their own communities in the town They had their incubation, and exactly. you were just
1: sort of the um, odd man out in many of your contexts. And your name's Mime. That had to have been uh, difficult as a kid. And I can imagine you got some jokes about, you know, a, a mime with a white face and a top hat and white gloves, that kind of thing.
0: Or they called me, like, Mr. Mime. You know, and it's like, when I was a kid, like, I hated that so much. I hated my parents for giving me this name, Mime. But now now I love it. Now when people make the mime jokes and they, they put their hands up, pretending to be a mime, oh, your Why name not? is Mime, like this. Yeah. Now I love it. Now I introduce myself like that. Yeah, my name is Mime. It's like, well, you don't mime, is it this kind of mime? And like, they could have Ky like so it helps if it helps you remember right? If it
1: helps you remember then you know picture the uh, the mime so uh, where are you at now you're doing you, you said you are a
0: freelancer what's your freelance career pursuit um, I used to do a lot of English tutoring but I've dropped off a lot of my clients over the years and then also I work at a a um, uh, children's edutainment company Edutainment Yes, and basically I sing to kids over the phone Doing telephone English Wow Yeah
1: it, Are these scheduled phone calls Where the kids know what they're in
0: for? Like a lesson? Or? Mm-hmm. Uh, basically they the parents call in from a uh, four hour window From five to nine And then I pick up the phone Ring, ring, ring Hello, thank you for calling My name is mine <laughs> What's your name? Okay Okay, sujin let's sing the ABC song Ready? Go! You know that's and, amazing. Uh, it's, Who it's, knew that, it's that that existed? Awesome. It's really awesome. I love my coworkers. I love kids, and I'm glad. So this is the funny thing about coming to Korea is that I actually feel like my life and all the things because growing up alone in America, uh, being like say the only Asian kid and like not being able to. Uh, even communicate with my own parents in like the same mother tongue. That's like a major demon, or that's like a major complex. A, is it a source still? Of pain. It still yeah. is. Yeah, I'm still. Well, as your so Korean improves,
1: your parents must be impressed with oh, what you're doing. Oh, they're so
0: impressed, right? This. And actually, like after like like 25 years, and then talking to my mom, and we can both understand each other. In I can talk to my mother in my mother tongue. That's something billions of people on this planet just take for granted. Right? But for me, it's it's so precious. Because I can do it now. When I was a kid, that was such a far-off dream. I just thought like I was an incompetent, overweight, unlikable, like a stupid Asian kid. You know, this—that was the environment I came out of, the mental space. And now I'm just like so grateful to be in this country, to have learned Korean, and to gotten to this point. I can't imagine what it must be like to grow up and to be kind of
1: communicating in patches with your parents you know um so you've you've talked a lot about uh, how you've sorted things out for yourself linguistically and in terms of your identity are you at all thinking about forming a, a family or a, a relationship unit
0: of your own uh, i really do want to but i i think uh looking at my character and what i know about myself that's something i want to do but along the way there's lots and lots of steps uh-huh. to my own personal growth and um, what's
1: on your to-do list, say, between this moment and, say, uh, the ideal marriage relationship, whatever you want to call
0: it? Is it uh, income-related? Is it career-related? What is it? It is income-related, and it's also just meeting lots and lots of women. Sure. When I interact with women, when I go on dates, just exer- observing myself, my reactions, my, what's in my nature, what I like, what I don't like, what do I look like in the eyes of women, mm-hmm. Korean women or or expat, whoever. And then just failing, 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 and then see what sticks. And You've then, got a great
1: attitude about failing. Oh, thanks, man. You know, most people are, are, are terrified of failing, rejection, embarrassment. Uh, <laughs> but the, you know the expression,
0: fail forward. You, yes. you sound like you fail forward. I make mistakes all the time, and I, I've learned to not be so hard on myself. And I realize that the process or the journey that I've taken has gotten me this far and if i think about it, if i hadn't taken those first few steps to say become a better person then like i wouldn't be living this amazing happy life that i am now the metaphor i've heard is like sometimes you get a
1: break the log jam like if the logs are stuck in the river you got to use the dynamite, blow it up first, lose some logs, and then everything starts flowing again. you know mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like that's kind of what you did i 'm going to take a risk and uh, start with a clean slate in Korea yeah, I burn the boats you burn the boats that's great, yeah, you land, you burn the boats, and then you can 't go back yep. that's a really good approach to it well, mime my- Wish you the best of luck. Sounds like you're having a great time in Korea. You're getting closer to your parents through a better Korean language, and you have an awesome attitude towards uh, personal growth. I'm glad I got a chance to talk to you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, Kurt.